Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. From Dial Square to Where is proud to have Gunas vs. Cancer as its charity sponsor for the season. Set up by the Gunas podcast, it is a brilliant charity raising money for leukemia and lymphoma research. Please help me to help them reach their fundraising goal by visiting gunasversuscancer.com and see how to donate or bid for some great Guna merchandise. Thank you. All right, Treacle. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Hello and welcome to this extra special episode of From Dial Square to Where. This is the audio version of the YouTube show I've just uh, completed this evening uh, alongside the great player of the uh, past for Arsenal, Mr. Kevin Campbell. Um, yeah, it was a fantastic episode along with Ryan from the Mr. Arsenal podcast, uh, my friend Glenn. The mad New Yorker who's Glenn DITM on Twitter, and also the winner of the comments section on the evening, which is Dan, which is at Dan Coogs on Twitter, who is the host of the Tapping Football podcast. Uh, we all had a really good chat, and unfortunately, towards the end of the audio. I start losing my internet a little bit and I get a little bit um, behind, a little bit laggy with the rest of the uh, panel, which shouldn't hopefully um, detract from the enjoyment of the show because everyone else is all fine. And so it's just me, you'll be pleased to hear. But um, Kevin was on real good form, Um, very forthright with his views, which is fantastic, as are we all, and I hope you enjoy it. So please and give the show a five star rating on iTunes which really helps and please go and subscribe to the From Dial Square to Where YouTube channel where this show is broadcast every Wednesday generally and always with some fantastic guests and we discuss the best of the Arsenal Twitter of that week and also where you can be the star by being the most interactive viewer of the night Thanks very much. Hope you enjoy. Special show where we've got uh, the pleasure of the legend who is Mr. Kevin Campbell on the show. 
So thank you, Kevin, for coming on the show. You're how welcome. You, how are you doing? I'm really good. You're welcome. And we've got loads to cover. So let's get to it. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. We, we certainly have. We right certainly have. My God. How are you, Glenn? I'm doing I'm doing great. I, although when you told me that Kevin was coming on, I did a whole Wayne's world of not worthy, not worthy. But oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I know. I know. I've got my old top on today, not in honor of Kev. Lovely. I like that top. Well, I, I love it as well. I'm afraid I've got always have uh, number seven on the back, though, Kev. For, um, um, so the great guy, fav- Rocky. Yeah, definitely. I, oh, he's uh, a legend. Uh, yeah, well, you're, you're a legend as well, but he's uh, my favourite player. I absolutely love the guy. He will never go out of my thoughts. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, a, I'm following um, his son on, on Twitter, and he put something out interesting about the fact that we've only uh, won three games in the last 16 but I'm um, at the moment going to hold back on that going to hold back on my rage just for a little while oh yeah you just started my oh, rage I didn't know that oh yes 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 <sighs> I know well, it anyway goes the season, who are... it? it goes back to last oh. season the back end of the last season where it does. everything caught up with us yeah. yes I know um, like I said I'll go on to that shortly but just for those who are viewing this program for the first time, this is the Arsenal uh, Twitter podcast. And what we do is we talk about the most um, entertaining, irritating, funny, or just downright interesting tweets that have been around uh, the last few days. And um, today's going to be no exception. Obviously, we're going to be um, getting the, uh, the manager off, Kevin. And um, we're just waiting for Ryan to join us shortly as well. But the twist is, with this show, that the person who is the most entertaining on the comment section uh, throughout the first part of the show has got the chance to join us on the panel for the last part to air your opinions as well with the rest of us on the panel. So we're the most interactive show on YouTube, I'm sure. Right. What I'm going to be doing, first off, uh, is being selfish, go through some tweets that I've um, come across the last couple of days. And the best, I think, I, I I don't know whether I'm stupid, but I searched on Twitter yesterday for the hashtag Emery out. Oh my God, you should see some of the tweets. <laughs> first off, first off, Paolo Professor Thierry, who is at Inside Thierry 08. Shots. Eight for Arsenal, nine for Newcastle in the first game. Fifteen for Arsenal, eighteen for Burnley in the second game. Eight for Arsenal, twenty-five for Liverpool, which is maybe a more understandable. The third game. And against, uh, we haven't got the stats for um, Spurs, but I actually think we outshot them on that game. But we always do because they're shit. But <laughs> and last, last game, Watford seven. Uh, sorry, us seven, Watford 31. And it's just... And he's put, uh, Emery's a complete waste of time. Disgraceful. Hashtag Emery out. Samia at AFC9. I've backed this man since the start, but I've now had enough. Emery out. Football, which is at footballistic. Xhaka is our captain. That alone is a sack of all offence. Emery out. <laughs> Connor at Connor AFC1. Get this... C-U-N-T, out of our club. Emery out. 
Oh yeah, spelling made that much uh, better. Much better, Andrew. Last, last, last but not least. Last but not least, and the name of this person slightly uh, worries me because he's still got uh, Nasri in his name. Nasri dot o double one underscore Arsenal, which is at Mohammed Nasri o double one. F off, you Spanish fraud, and take with you your effing dumbass filled from the back, retarded tactic. Emery out times three. Wow, that it's that really was, uh, that was really a up. that was one of the most offensive sentences I've heard in a while. I know, I know, it is, and I do apologise. I do apologise. That is a very offensive tweet. It's the feeling of a lot of people out there. Um, I've aired my opinions on uh, Uno Emery quite regularly, um, so I can do it a bit later. But oh. I mean, Kevin, what, what are you? Do you think that it's being overreactive, Kev, by having this kind of worry? Because mine is only worry. I'm not asking for Emery to be sacked. But I ha- I've had grave concerns about him for quite some time. Do you think that it is an overreaction to do that at this stage, his tenure? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I think uh, a lot of fans saw what was going on last season. They gave him a year's grace. But what they wanted to do was they wanted to see the team have an identity. They wanted to see the team improve. And... If we're honest, we have improved. Here he is. <laughs> Hello, Ray. <Ryan. Yay. laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I'm just. Let me finish off, Ray. Um, uh, we're, we're talking about Unai Emery, and is it right for the fans to have a goal? And I said, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine for the fans to have a goal because look, Arsenal fans have, have been used to title-winning teams. Mm. And they've been used to having good defences, especially. And I think that's what's actually causing a lot of the uproar. Because, let's be honest, we're inept at defending. And it don't matter who is in the team. We are inept at defending right now. So this is what's frustrating a lot of the Arsenal fans. We've got strikers who can score goals. Aubameyang's on fire. And then we, we, we tend to be giving it away. And teams seem to be cutting through us so easy. What are they doing on the training pitch? That's what we need to know. Why haven't we got an identity? Why haven't we got discipline in our team? And why do we keep taking chances at the back when we're not good enough? Mm. So I think everyone saying, you know, challenging the manager or saying whatever is valid. But it's up to the manager to rectify that, to get rid of all the worry and fear out of the team and I'll tell you yeah. another thing that we might have to cover later on when Granite Xhaka comes out on, on, on Sky and says he was him and the team were scared of Watford mm. that to me tells me we need a clear out and mm. we need a clear out sharpish these guys ain't good enough to play for us football club I'm telling you now no I know I know uh, I was going to ask you Kev well, sorry Glenn no go Just ahead quickly. When uh, he said that, I've said in the, in the last couple of podcasts that I've done, Kevin, that um, with regards to the uh, mistakes that people have been making, like uh, Socrates and uh, Xhaka, I said, you can't tell me that players behind their backs in the, in the, when they leave the dressing room are not going to be talking about 
these players and say they've cost us again today. They've cost us another two points or they've cost us another three points with their stupid mistakes. And especially someone like Aubameyang who hasn't yet signed his new contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that, 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 that that's got to happen, isn't it, Kev? Where players are going to get pissed off. Yeah, of course, Angie, it could cause a problem. I think Aubameyang's been quoted as coming out and saying, you know, he's not, he's not pointing fingers, but what he's saying is, is that, you know, they're doing the business, scoring two goals away from home, and they're still not winning the game. And it's 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 not that they concede them, it's the way they're conceding goals. It's, mm. it's giveaways. We don't score easy goals like that, where teams give it to us. So why should we be giving them easy easy goals back? It's it's crazy. But you know what? I fear for Aubameyang and Lacazette getting fed up of it. Mm. I really do. Something needs to be done. Are they doing the right work on the training ground? I believe Unai Emery is a good coach. But does he get the respect to the players? And are the players actually doing what he wants on the pitch? If you're a coach and your team ain't doing what you want on the pitch... Something is wrong. And I have a tweet, and it directly relates to what we're talking about right now, and I'd like to address it to Kevin. Um, It was retweeted several times where Unai Emery said, I take responsibility for that draw against Watford. but he doesn't take, he doesn't hold Xhaka and, and others responsible when they play bad and he keeps playing them. How do you feel about that, Kevin? Yeah, well, remember what comes out in public and what goes on behind closed doors will be two different things. Because, look, we all can, we all can see what the issues are. Now, as a manager, you have to try. You have to try and protect your squad because you're going to need these players moving forward. Okay. So that's what Unai Emery's doing. He's trying to build a buffer. He's trying to protect the lads. But in the dressing room, he will be livid. You know, giving away two points. And let's be honest, we were lucky in the end yeah. to get a point at Watford. You know, this is the Arsenal we're talking about. So I think he's justified in what he's saying. But I think it'll be different behind closed doors. I honestly do. Okay, so what you're saying is he's not going to bench him for for his mistakes and being responsible for things, but he's trying to be a buffer to the players with all the criticism that's coming into the team right now. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying he won't bench anybody. What I'm saying is he will protect the guys in the media. Oh, okay, he gotcha. He will protect the team in the media, but behind closed doors, I reckon he's, be, he's going to be pulling his hair out because the way they train is different to the way they play. First half, we were cruising. Second half, as soon as Watford starts to put a bit of pressure, we fell apart. It's, it's crazy. Okay, uh, Ryan, did you have a question or a tweet or for Kevin? Ryan, I, I, I want to Ryan, what's, what's your thoughts about Emery in or out? Do you think it's an overreaction at this stage of the season? I'm sort before before Sunday. I was I was 100 behind Emery, but with the fact that he's the rumour is about the Jackers will be named his full time captain, and after your captain then comes out national TV and says he he was him and the teammates were scared. I don't I don't want that in my team. Full stop. Let alone as my captain for my club. Yeah, I agree. So that so that worries me. So now I'm now since Sunday I'm teetering on I'm literally on the fence between the both. I, that, the, that was... is, the pressure's on him. The pressure's on him now because Josh Kroenke 
uh, Raul, Edu, and Vinay have all backed him this summer in the sense of they've thrown money at what he wants and we're not seeing the fruits of it. Pepe doesn't no. look nothing like it's all of a sudden he went from running with the ball and then Saturday, not Saturday, Sunday, he, went to, he, went, he didn't do nothing really. No. Because he didn't play that And Torreira, oh, yeah, our best central midfielder, he's a defensive midfielder, we've been calling it for years. Why is he doing the bench still? And then we bring him on. When you bring him on, you're playing him on the left side. You're playing him in the, like, what, um, oh, what's it? Sari did with Kante last season. Playing him yeah. out of position in the left side where he's not suited. No. And instead of play, instead of staying, instead of being a defensive midfielder, he's in having because of the role you put him in, bomb forward and trying to score goals, which and, isn't his game. Well, it's it's all it's there's so so many things you can go through, and, and I, I, we can't spend a whole entire show on it. But he is not utilising the players to the to the best of their ability. He's putting them in the wrong place. Even Pepe was playing in the wrong position for, to be most effective. Um, I mean, we had we had him on the right. And Abamyang on the left, supposedly, and no one. Mm. Uh, sorry, um, Abamyang in the middle. No one on the left. We are so disjointed; it's unbelievable. And then, the best way of defending is to keep the ball and to keep it away from the goal. Mm. And he took off the, the two ball carriers um, at the weekend. It just didn't make sense. I mean, the, the substitutions have been. You have to rack your brains to try and get an understanding of why he's been making the substitutions, and I've still got not, not got an answer personally about the type of people he, he's uh, replaced. And it's just a- a- Andrew, yes, Andrew, can I just can I just add to what you just said? I think of it's course. quite important. Against Tottenham in the first half, we were all over the place. He mm. brought Caballos on in the second half mm. and changed the game. Absolutely, Caballos plays the first half against Watford. We're 2 0 up. Mm-hmm. He takes him off and we fall apart. Oh, that's exactly. Are we a, a one man team? <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? Are we yeah, a one yeah. man team? One guy makes us tick, or what? what is it? Because it, 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 can't, it can't be that way. We're the no, no, It can't be that way. But we're not, though. It, the problem is, though, Kev, I think, is we're not connecting the. Um, areas of the pitch. That's the problem. It's not just Tobias. It's the, it's the mentality. It's the way of playing. Mentality. Connecting the midfield is connecting the three areas of the pitch, and we haven't got the people starting the matches to do that. He's setting the the midfield up wrong from the start, and then when we um, get the change to make it um, tick, we start looking like a decent team again. But we should have started. With a four-three-three, we we can't play. We can't. We did. We, he set up the same way as he did against Liverpool for Watford. And I'm not, I'm not being disrespectful to Watford, but we should be stamping on Watford. Mm. And we showed that we could have done, but we we haven't got that mentality. Whereby I've said this analogy before, right? And I'm sorry I'm repeating myself, but we're like a centurion with uh, uh, we've got our enemy on the floor. We've got our sword to his throat. And we've got the chance to kill him, but we don't. We spare that person. No, it's a wooden sword. The good guy. And then we walk. They'll so say we we spare the person. We walk backwards, walk away, and that person gets off the floor and stabs us straight through the back, and kills us. And that's that's the way that we're we've got our football team going. We can't kill teams off. 
and we can't hold on to a lead with the team that we've got. So we've got to go keep going for the, for the throat and we've got to kill teams off and defend by attacking. And we, we haven't set the team up consistently to do that. And we're not playing to our strengths. And I'm sure that, I mean, God forbid, what if we take Aubameyang and Lacazette's goals out of our team, we would probably be a mid to lower league, mid to lower Premier League team. All right. First of all, that sounded, for that sounded like a Game of Thrones episode, your analogy there. And Kevin, um, at this time, do you believe Unai Emery is the right manager for this team? Uh, at the at the moment, no, I don't. At the moment, because I, I'm not seeing enough progress in the defense. Look, as as a pro, I look at two things. I look at with and without the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, you could talk about setups and you know picking wrong teams and all that, but I look at with and without the ball. We are good with the ball, but we are we are so poor without the ball. We are set up so poorly without the ball that I've never I've not seen an improvement in that aspect with Unai Emery, and we're into the now this is his second season. That should have been implemented from last season. Yeah, but but we're not seeing it now. We're going to come up against better sides than Watford, a lot better teams than Watford, mm. and if we are not good out of possession of the ball. We're going to be in big trouble. Yeah. We can't keep relying on the strikers to be bailing us out all the time. You know, the defence and the field are going to have to stand mm. up and be counted. Yeah, I think yeah, you're, pre- so- you're preaching to the choir here. Uh, I'm sorry, Andrew, go ahead. No, I was going to say, can you imagine if he plays Aubameyang uh, tomorrow, which I think he will. He's travelling. Travel. And can you imagine if he gets injured and we're without Aubameyang and Lacazette? I mean, and is that online? Oh I mean, my don't God. Go about, it? it's a, you know what, Andrew? It's already dire enough the way things are going. Please don't paint these pictures where Aubameyang gets hurt tomorrow and I got to think of other shit too. <laughs> Please. Well, that's the, that's, the, that's the thing. I think he will play a, a pretty strong team tomorrow. And I, I, I'm... It, seem, it does seem like it from the, the squad that's gone out, apart from Socrates and Urza who've been dropped on the looks of it. Shaka's going out. There's a whole squad, whole squad going out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, and Aubameyang, Aubameyang scoring goals, he won't want to. He will want to play every game. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and we run the risk. He could get injured on. He could get injured on Sunday. You know. I know. So we we can't think like that. We have to think our main guy's going to keep banging the goals in. Our our major problem, as we've already spoke about, is our defence and midfield and the balance throughout the team. Yeah, especially without all, we're atrocious. I think hmm. we've um, well, we've, we've all seen the stats about um, how everything's going, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And I, I can't. I mean, I don't think at the moment that Emery is more important to the club than Aubameyang and Lacazette. Clearly, they're more important to the team, and. I don't think that any kind of... Because uh, Emery is not an elite manager. I don't think that any other manager would do any worse than, than Emery at the moment with the squad that he's got at his disposal. Um, I really... I, I, I just worry that leaving it too late... Because this season is the 
same as last season, whereby Spurs, um, uh, Chelsea, Man United, and Chelsea are in, in in disarray in lots of ways. Now we've, they're giving us an opportunity to get in the top four. That might not happen next year. Chelsea no. are going to spend again. Um, Man United will obviously spend again. Spurs probably will. Well, this might be our last season of opportunity for quite some time to get in the top four. We can't risk it. I, we can't risk it. And people are saying we've got to be nice. We've always been the nice club and stuck by players for too long, stuck by manager for too long, obviously. We, we can't do that at the moment because it's too important as far as I'm concerned. We need a lift. We need here's a lift. A, here's a question for you then, guys. Does it matter whether Unai Emery is the manager or not? Does it matter? It I does guess it doesn't me. matter. I, to it to me, I always it seemed to be questioning his starting 11 and his substitutions and his tactics. So, you know, for me, I think we can do better. But I want Unai to finish this season. I think that's the fair thing to do. Um, but I get a feeling what he's... more performances like that, Glenn? <laughs> It would be too late, Glenn. It would be too late. Be too late all right, man. all right. So, until uh, January then. All right, <laughs> fine. No. I'll, I'll give in a little bit. No. I think it's I think it's critical. I really do. Because it's not. I'm not going on just his time at Arsenal. You've got to look at his previous career. And it's always following the same path. And he's he's been diabolical in, in, <laughs> in Spain as well. Obviously, he won the Europa League. Great. That, that that is that is a good thing, and that's that got him the job with us. But when you look at his his career and track record, it's worrying. And some of the things that he's done, and the criticisms have always been the same with his teams. Always at PSG, I've, I've gone through read some of the match reports. They're the same as what he's doing here, and he's mm. lost. He lost the five nil lead in the Champions League. Uh, okay, it was against Barcelona, but that means he doesn't be, he couldn't set the team up to withstand only letting in four in the second leg. My, my main, is, my main problem is he doesn't seem to learn from his mistakes. What do you think about no. that, Ryan? No, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like that because we've we've just like, we've watched his time at Arsenal alone last season. Yeah, we went on that run in twenty-two games. We didn't play great, but we got we got the result. But afterwards, it was, after that run ended, it was takes were coming, and he wasn't either dropping the right players or playing the right system. And he, and he changed for some reason. I don't know why, but he changed his, his philosophy as well at one point. Because he was always for this, no matter what, we're playing out from the back. And then halfway through the season, he's like, actually, worst case scenario, lump it long. And it's, uh, it's messy. and then hence while getting uh, your ex teammate Alan Smith saying he's turning hearing rumours that players don't know what he, what they what he wants from them. Andrew, and I know you want, Andrew, I know you want to get off of this whole Unai Emery thing because we could spend the yeah. whole hour talking about him. But I just wanted to ask Kevin one simple question: You're in charge of Arsenal. Uh, what do you do about Unai Emery? How long do you give him? What's what would be your thought process if you were in charge? Uh, I'll, I'll give him the next eight games. Whoa! Damn! No messing around. If I don't see what I need to see, I'll be on the phone to Allegri. Oh. Mm. Okay. Do, do, oh, the, the, the problem think... is, guys, we've been used to seeing quality defences. Yeah. And quality teams. 
and we're not seeing it. Now, is it yeah. that is the players have talent, but do they have the application and do they have the coaching? If these players are being coached and they can't do what is necessary, then we've got to get them out of the football club. Because I'm questioning the players' heart when I'm seeing Watford running all over us in the second half. Oh, it's embarrassing. That. You know? I, I have a question to change the subject when you're ready, Andrew. No uh, problem. I'll quickly ask you one more thing then, Kevin. Obviously, from the training pitch, right? Yeah. You... People say he hasn't had much time, right? But when you're on the track, because I've, I mean, I've, I've not nowhere near professional. I've, I've, I've played like for Beckenham Town, which is an, in the Isthmian League, which yeah. is kind of quite a low level. But, but it was, um, it was still hard enough. It's semi, semi professional level. Yeah. And on the training pitch, it's very intense. You spend an awful lot of time together with your teammates and the manager, and it doesn't seem to me that. Um, the 18 months he's been with us, it's not an insignificant amount of time. You get to know the players very, very well on the training pitch, very quickly, in my opinion. And it seems that he hasn't done that. He spends too much time with his video analysis, as far as I'm concerned. If he, if he scrapped his video analysis and spent that time instead working on the tactics and formation with the team, then we'll be in a different place. Or will we? Because here's the problem, Andrew. I've heard he spends a lot of time drilling the players. But the key is, do the players want to do it? Mm. Because it's all very well doing it on the training pitch. You've got to be able to do it at the Emirates or when you're away from home under duress. And what I see, our captain comes out and he's talking about their being scared and all that kind of thing. This isn't synonymous with, with the Arsenal Football Club. This is weak. No. This is weak mm. mentality. Weak mm. minds. Weak players. As far as I'm concerned. Oh, I've, got, I've, got, I've got asked a question. And why didn't they get? Rid, why did the, because he's had a whole season and a pre-season with him now. In the summer, why didn't he do his best? Do, him and the board do their best to get rid of the weak-minded players and get people in that will do what he's asking. Probably right. <laughs> Just like everything else, he's he's giving them another chance. Because they're on big money, and probably it's difficult to get rid of them. Look, all even the ones we thought we're going to get rid of, we ain't got rid of all of them yet. Mm. Let alone no. some of the ones that have been brought in. So, if if it was me, I think I've mentioned it back in the last season or, or in the summer, I would get rid of ten players. Oh, there would be a cover because obviously, if it keeps happening, a couple of years ago, Troy Deeney said. He questioned the cojones of the team. And a lot of Arsenal fans took exception to that. Here we are two seasons later and we're still going through the same thing. Mm. And the majority of the players are still the same. You know, I was I was livid at Troy Deeney up until the last game. And I said to myself, you know what, he's right. And, and I can't be mad at him anymore. He's, he spoke the truth. Um, that was a disgusting pedestrian display against Watford. And our own captain came out and, and basically validated what Troy Deeney said. How can I be upset anymore? How can I be upset anymore when our, when our captain said that? Um, I, I wanted to go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Andrew. I said that, that, that felt like a flipping dagger through the heart, seeing his smug face looking like sloth from the Goonies, like drinking his tea. Hey, the fucker was right. The fucker was right. I'm sorry. Right, just, 
Yeah, but that that is painful. Very painful. Yes. Anyway, right, Ryan, do yes. you have any uh, a tweet? Let's change the subject. Let's, I'm right. too depressed. Can we, uh, <laughs> have, you, have you got a tweet you want to talk about? Oh, I'll have a look one sec. I've got a screenshot of a few over the few days. One sec. Okay, let, while he's looking, let me ask mine, because I saw this multiple times, and it makes me crazy. And I've heard it from people I deeply respect, and I want to direct this directly to Kevin, because you scored a shit ton of goals in your career, and a lot of people are already upset with Pepe, and after five games, it just baffles my friggin' mind. Uh, I'd love to hear from a professional, you know, about giving up on Pepe. Not giving up, but having serious doubts after five fucking games. Look, the, 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 the fan base right now allies the play up to the, to the transfer fee. And what they're seeing is they're seeing all the exciting things he's done in France. And they're looking at what they what they see in now. And it doesn't seem like it's the same player. But what fans have to understand, it's a different quality of football. It's a different speed of football. He's in a totally different environment. And it's sometimes players can hit the ground running. Of course they can. But other times, especially in the forward positions, it can, it, sometimes it takes a bit of time to get to find your feet. Pepe will find his feet. Believe you me, he will. But to get those consistent performances, I think it's going to take him a little bit of time. So... You know, he needs a little bit of patience. That's, that's exactly how it's, I feel. It's ridiculous. You've got to think about the human side of things. Uh, when you move to, a, when he's young, move to another country, move to a different club, working for uh, with different players, working with a different manager, trying to get used to these. Well, I was going to say trying to get used to the tactics, but we ain't got none. <laughs> it all takes time. <laughs> uh, oh dear. Uh, but, I mean, Kevin, I, I, Kevin, there's, there's, I mean, there's so many things I wanted to ask you about your your career. I mean, you scored like a winning goal in the Merseyside derby at Anfield, and you know you were at the you were at West Brom, for example, when they did that uh, amazing great escape for the first time ever. Um, that was under Brian Robson, was it? That was yeah. Yeah, on the staff was Brian yeah, Robson, I mean, Nigel Pearson, Craig Shakespeare, and Michael Appleton. Got really good staff. Yeah. I know, incredible. And the uh, main thing I was, I was really uh, interested in is when you came back from Turkey and you went on loan initially to Everton. Yeah. And you scored what, nine goals in eight games to basically single-handedly keep them up as well. I yeah, mean, well, that obviously really... Yeah, going, going abroad, going abroad did help. Um, just understanding football in a different way, I suppose. Because when he used to play in England, I've been playing for Arsenal and then Nottingham Forest. Um, you know, I was always one to see, you know, what would it what would it be like abroad? And the opportunity mm. came up and I went to Turkey. And playing in Turkey was an eye-opener. I thought it was going to be, you know, third world football or whatever. Da, 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 but it was high level, very technical. And, you, you know, you trained, you ate, slept and drank football. And it really, it did, it helped me a lot. Um... And when I came back, I was a better player for it. And Everton were the mm. beneficiaries of, of, of that. So, you know, it's yeah. something I'm very proud of. Oh, definitely. Would you? I, I read as well, I don't know if it's true, but that's the first time that, because you got the Premier League Player of the Month uh, at that time, that's the yeah. first loanee 
Loney to ever get that award as well. That must have been quite nice. Yeah, uh, that was the first, and uh, obviously I've got quite a few firsts, but that was a that was always a yeah. Nice, that was a very nice yeah. Award. I know. I mean, I could could literally talk to you for hours about mm. everything that you've, you've gone through. I mean, when no, you really, save it. I've got to come back on. <laughs> I know. Well, definitely. Well, winning the FA, winning the league, obviously. I think wasn't that the year when you won the league with Arsenal? Yeah. Um, ninety-one. Wasn't that the year we only let in eighteen goals? Or yeah, that eighteen different... goals and lost one game at Stamford. Can you believe? Can you? I mean, I don't want to go back to what we were talking about before, but can you imagine, like, what Tony Adams would be say, would have said on at Watford? You know, when. If he it, played alongside Socrates and he did that pass, it wouldn't happen. It's just, I mean, because if you remember, I'd, I'd long for those half, days. If you remember in the first half, Gwen, Gwen Doozy nearly got caught. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Tony Adams would have made sure that ain't happening. <laughs> oh, We're shifting just, up you, oh, just, and we'll play off the second ball because you've got to be able to adjust in game. You cannot mm. just keep playing the same way because teams will work you out. So, you've got to be able to be flexible. And that's what Tony would have done. He would have shifted us up the pitch, kick it wide, and we're going to pick up the second ball. We flood the areas and we pick the second ball and we're going to fight this out with Watford. Not give them a, a momentum-changing mm. goal. No. It's like having Paul Davis to know. I mean, he wouldn't have taken no mess in either, would he? He wouldn't let anyone get past him. He'd just start chinning him if he needed to. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think... I'm, I think the old Arsenal were built a bit, a lot different to how these modern Arsenal were built. You know, well, it's, a, it's the only positive thing I'm, I'm holding on to is that because we're getting so many more players coming through from the academy, we might get some players with that kind of heart and steel. And I've got ho- high hopes for Joe Willock long term. Um, hopefully, he might be a good midfield enforcer in the, in the years to come. But we just, uh, I, I've always missed having Arsenal academy players in the first team and uh let's hope we can get a few more of them through uh, ryan, anyway ryan did you find right. your, did you find your tweet i found a few there's a few <laughs> tweets but i might as well start on this one because it's based on the, the first five games really um it's from Dun- duncan alexander and he basically says after face 96 shots in a season more than any other side in premier league syria la liga league and bundesliga at least, at least you hold a record. <laughs> not, not the record we want. Not, it's not the record we want. I'm just going to say to Kevin. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that tells us. That, that tells us again how bad we are without the ball. Because I say, uh, like I said before, there's two sides to, to football. When you when you're in possession and out of possession. When we are out of possession, we have to be so much more organised, we've got to be tougher, we've got to stop opposition playing, but they seem to be able to play through us so easy it's it's, it's embarrassing now, that's why I asked the question, does it matter who is the manager because you know what I want to see I want to see that change and I don't care who the manager is I want to see us have an identity of being tough and hard to break down without the ball now if Una Emery can do that he needs to get his, he needs to get on the training ground to do it. But if he's not the man to do it, get somebody else in, Allegri or whoever, to do it. Anyone bar Mourinho. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't. Oh, no. I don't understand oh, the, the short-term memory loss of Arsenal fans. That you know, I, as far as Mourinho goes, I think he's a brilliant pundit, but he always self-destructs in three years, mm-hmm. and I don't understand why anybody would want him at Arsenal. Just don't. Literally, uh, based, I think it's based on a few years ago. He was on Sky Sports and he literally went, "This is how after Liverpool coming. This, this is how I set the team up." Da, 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 da. And the fan, our fan base went, "Oh, Mourinho, come to us!" Like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, but you know as well I, as I do, Ryan, talk is cheap. Yeah, I know. Talk is I, I, yeah, I would, I would genuinely, and I, I'm not even joking. I would genuinely, genuinely rather have Arsene Wenger back than Mourinho. <laughs> oh, if you only give me those two choices, yeah, absolutely, I agree with you. Hundred percent. I mean, I'd rather. Well, I'd get John Grant back. In fact, who I would like if Emery was to leave, even just on a caretaker basis, I'd like to see how Freddie Jungberg got on. Kevin, what are you, what's your feelings about Mourinho? Uh, like he took liberties. <laughs> he took liberties with us when he was at Chelsea. Mm. Arsene Wenger was our manager, and he took he took liberties. So I don't want he, he spoke very bad of Arsenal, and I don't mm. want him anywhere near the club. I'll be honest with you. No, definitely not. And fans, managers out there who would do a better job than him. Uh, I, I, when he called Arsene a specialist in failure, I was really pissed. But in, mm. in Arsene's last game, when he shook his hand, gave him kind of a hug, I'm like, well, if Wenger can forgive him, I can forgive him for that. That's, But that's that's an individual thing. I realize not everybody feels that way. No, well, people forgive, have... Forgiving is Sorry. one thing. Forgiving is one thing. But when you're an Arsenal fan, as you know, these these things carry over. Yes. And and the way he, he, he done it, the way he carried on, you know, was, was, was wrong. As far as I'm concerned, hey, if he became manager, would would we be better defensively? I could guarantee 100% we would be better. But just him as a person, I can't have after the, the way he treated them. Arsene Wenger and Arsenal, no way. And as far as Mourinho no. goes, I thought if he's ever, if Mourinho's ever going to get his shit together, it's going to be with United, and he just did the same fucking thing. So no, thank you. People on um, Twitter, sorry, uh, people on Twitter who been sort of bad-mouthing Alan Smith because of, you know, he was um, been quite critical in the past as well, but he is just trying to be a professional pundit and trying not to come across as biased towards Arsenal, as far as I'm concerned. There's but no it, way that he doesn't love the club. Isn't his... And, but, hang, on, hang on, hang on. He, so he, he's been getting vilified, but people are prepared to forgive Mourinho and put him as our manager. I ain't having that. I think I think Smith is getting uh, a lot of stick because he pulled back the curtain like the Wizard of Oz and dared to say that things are not right behind the scenes at Arsenal. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Why not tell the truth? Exactly. I know. And exactly. this is the funny thing sometimes about fans. Fans talk about the club don't communicate and we don't know enough and all that. And then as soon as somebody comes out with the truth, they're up in arms. I know. <laughs> well, how, how can anyone not, not consider Alan Smith a legend of the club? And with the, with the goals he scored in the past and, you know, the massive moments that he's had in, with the club in the past. It's just ridiculous. And well, that, that annoys me. He dared to he dared to tell the truth, like Kevin said. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I know. Anyway, um, Glenn, have you got uh, another 
tweet to talk about anything? Well, it's again, it's a bunch of different uh, tweets about the same thing and uh, the the Jaka Obamiang feud. Do you give it any credence, um, Kevin? Well, if you remember rightly, when Granite Tracker was interviewed, I think when he was with Switzerland, one he didn't even acknowledge. He just shrugged his shoulders when he gave away that penalty against Spurs. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and then he said, you know, we missed a lot of chances, like he's throwing the strikers and stuff under the bus, mm. which I, I think is disgraceful. And oh, this no. is your captain. No, but sorry, that, this is our captain, ladies and gentlemen. This is our captain. <laughs> so, you know, for me, he's not captain material. No he, way. He, 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 he's not even, I'll be honest with you, in my eyes, he's not even good enough to be in the team. Yeah. yeah. So... You know, is is it a feud? I don't think it's a feud, but it looks that way because of obviously the the, the some of the derogatory things that is being banded around by Xhaka. But I just think Aubameyang's got it right. Look, we're scoring goals and and we're conceding too many soft goals. That's that is true. That's the right thing to say. Not you know we're missing charts up front and oh, shrug your shoulders. I made a mistake to give another penalty away. You know, it's, it's crazy. After he did, after after Xhaka I can't did, believe that he did after Xhaka did not did not take responsibility and tried to pass it on to the strikers, that man would be stripped of the captaincy if I were running things. And I don't know the next time I would put him in. I really don't. That's just unforgivable to me. Is that too strict, Kevin? Uh, it, no, it's not too strict yeah. at all. You know, I think I think Callum Chambers has had a raw deal out of all of this. Oh my God! Yes, so, yeah. You know, but this I is... think he's had a raw deal. But this is another direct link to do. Unai Emery. It's like he had a great game and then he just disappears from any thought of the starting eleven. Because two players again, are bigger names. Yeah, again, you look at... I know um, Callum Chambers played at Fulham. He was the player of the season for them last season, playing holding midfield. He played centre-back against Newcastle, our only clean sheet. And then the way the midfield is and the way people are running through the midfield... Why not give Callum Chambers a goal maybe tomorrow? Hmm. Why not I know. give him a well, goal I... holding midfield to see how he does? I'd like to see him and Rob Holding at the back and David Luiz in front of him as well, if, if worse comes to worst. But yeah, that, that could uh, be, yeah. Can I just ask, I'll just ask a quick question that uh, Guna Glenn's put in the comments. Why do we reckon Emery doesn't rate Torreira? Because that links in perfectly. I don't think I, I don't think he don't rate him because he bought him. I don't think he's not right. I just think what's happened because what's happened in the summer he, he finished with Uruguay pretty late, so he was late coming back, and he travelled a lot of distance with Uruguay to play. So that's probably why he thought you know I put him on the bench. Do you think? He I missed- don't think he did buy him. I don't think he did buy him though. Sorry, Ken. Go on. Do you do you think he misuses uh, Torreira? Because there are a lot of times I see Torreira bumping up uh, uh, down the wing, you know, ahead of Pepe. It's like I want Torreira sitting back like he did last year. What's the way you would use Torreira, Kevin? I'd use Torreira as that dog in midfield sitting. Like yes, thank McAuley, you. Like Kante mm. did at, at, at Leicester. I'd use him as that dog, and I'd say, you just sit and protect that back four. I don't want you... We've got other flair players who will go and do the flair stuff. You just make sure, if anything pops out, you break it up. That's, mm. the, way, that, that's the way I'd use him. 
because apparently he Emery didn't want him though, did he? He wanted um, what's his name um, and uh, and Zonzi. If you yeah, tr- heard about that. If you're trying to make me more mad at Unai, it's not going to work. Andrew. <laughs> yeah, but look, the, the, the bottom line is Unai Emery was at the club at the time, and if he's not getting the players he wants, then there's that's a big that's an even bigger issue, isn't it? Well, didn't he get the job as head coach, not manager? And That's he said right. that he could model, he could work with the players that he had because he had this dossier of all the players. And he said, I'm happy to work with these players. Now, he used Mkhitaryan and Awobi an awful lot last season. And they were sold from underneath him, I reckon. I don't think the players, personally. I think he's just there to coach them and that's the problem because we're getting worse under him not better so that's not good coaching either no, I don't know well, this is the question he... I'm going to go and uh, slip my wrist after this I reckon no look <laughs> look the, the bottom line is like it is Unai Emery he's, he, he's had his years grace but if things do not improve I expect Arsenal to do the right thing and get rid of him that's it's that simple because we can't afford not to yeah. win the Champions League next year because yeah. the transfer policy demands us being in the Champions League. Yes. It's, I'm tired of being the big fish in the small pond. I'm going to mm. use that analogy until I drop dead. Um, Kevin, um, what is... Uh, I forgot my train of thought. Somebody take over. Uh, I, I lost my train of thought. I'll be, I'll be back Ryan. in like 10 seconds. Ryan. <laughs> well, I've got. Thanks, um, based Mark? on what we, we, we touched on it before about Chambers. Would we drop Socrates now for the, for me, for the foreseeable? Or put give Chambers a run because he, he came back after season on loan. Yes, he was at Fulham. Played one game. And coincidentally, we've got a clean sheet. And ever since he's been dropped, we're giving penalties away because he even goes left, right, centre. Yeah, just give him a chance. What's the, what's, mm. the, what's the worst that could happen? That's not what happening now. Well, I, I oh. believe Unai Emery is sticking to the so-called tried and tested, more experienced players. <laughs> and it's not working out. So you have to change something. Something's got to change. Now, mm. you know, Callum Chambers, as I said before, I think he's had a raw deal. And if I was Callum Chambers, I'd be pulling a man saying, what, why can't I get a chance? You know, all these so-called more experienced defenders are, 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 are causing havoc for us at the back. So give me a chance for it's in centre-back or centre-midfield. I, I, I realised what I was going to say now. There's another Twitter war. Uh, people saying, just play the kids tomorrow versus, no, you can't just do that. Uh, how, do you, how, how, how would you play the team tomorrow, Kevin? How would you set the team up? I'd play the strongest team we can. What, what are we holding... It's, it's, this is the sixth game of the season. Why are we holding players back? We need to build some momentum. We need to get a win. We need to build some confidence. It's great that, you know, we can get kids minutes in the second half once we're once we're up in the game or whatever. But this is a dangerous game against yes. Frankfurt tomorrow. Yes. I'm telling you. And if we if we treat them lightly, they gave Chelsea murders last season. Yeah, I agree. And if we treat it lightly, we're gonna come unstuck. Uh, no, I completely agree. When there's nothing else to watch, I watch the Bundesliga, the is, and they're a tough team. <laughs> Go ahead, Andrew. Well, we could we could, we could lose ten nil 
tomorrow and still cruise through the group quite easily. Um, I mean, oh, I, I don't know. I don't want to league either, to be honest, because that's depressing. Because I just don't want to be in it. I just don't want to be in that competition anyway. I don't, yeah. I'm not interested in it until we get to the quarterfinals, really. But I was looking forward to it because I wanted to see the youth. I wanted to see Emil Smith-Rowe and I wanted to see um, Bukayo Saka and Martinelli. But I don't think we are going to see those players, which is um, a bit of a shame because we're doing so poorly in the league as well. And I, I do agree with you, actually, Kevin, that we do need to start building momentum, but we shouldn't be like that. We should have... I don't know. We should be level on points with Man City at the moment. And, that, and that's frustrating. It really is frustrating as far as we just be so piss poor. Anyway, but um, what I need to know, just quickly to the people, is Alex, are you still there? Are you still watching? Put a note on the system. Put a message on the system. Daniel Okuga says... Um, He's put a few comments on. Jacker is not a serious player. Stinks of everything wrong at the moment. Can't play the strongest team. Won't be worth it. It is a worry with with Aubameyang. Good thing about Aubameyang is that he is not the sort of person that gets very many niggles, luckily. No accounting for a very bad tack amount yesterday, but it could happen any time, like you said, Kev. So we can't really worry about it too much at the moment. I do really, really want to see Martinelli. What's your thoughts on him? I've I've never been ex- as excited about a young player for quite a long time with Martinelli from what I saw about him um, pre-season. He looks the real deal as far as I'm concerned. Well, he's got potential, hasn't he? He's got pace. He's got dribbling mm. ability. He's got potential. So it's just a matter of we've got to, man- we've got to manage him in conjunction with mm. the first team squad. So there's a lot of players. Reese Nelson, he's going to m- want to play. Mm. You know, um, mm. Willock, I think Willock's been unlucky as well, not playing. So I think Martinelli's in with a, with a, quite a few players there who probably looking at getting some game time um, to, tomorrow. Yeah. So whether it's from the bench or starting, I hope I'm not so. quite sure, but I like the look of Martinelli. Do you guys start Leno tomorrow? I do. I would. I, you... I don't think Leno's going to start. I think Martinez is going to start. No. Yeah. I liked the comment from Martinez that he is challenging for the first, for the number one shirt. That's the sort of thing you want to hear. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Competition. Competition is good places. as Leno. Yeah, and, well, he's uh, always I just, well, been third, hasn't he? Like, yeah. Mm. He's always yeah. been third. And now, his mm. chance... Yeah, he's a good goalkeeper. He... Sorry, Yeah, Andrew. yeah. Anyway, what I'm going to do, Daniel, can you put your Twitter handle on the comment section as quickly as possible? I'm going to send you a link and um, if you are on the show. So, Twitter handle there as quick as I can and I'll send you over the link. So, what I um, ask then, Kev, is just a bit more about the um, the history of the club. I don't know whether you saw, well, it's quite maybe about a week ago now, so probably gone out of everyone's memory. But I'll put this picture up on Twitter about uh, Bob Wilson yeah. and about the uh, quote that he put on there about, yeah, about how proud it is to be 
uh, wearing the cap, walking to any ground, and you'd be so confident and so proud to. Don't turn naive enough to know that um, those days are all gone. But what does think about is um, that ma- aren't really able to manage anymore in the ways that they used to be because in the in those days of George Graham, if you pissed off George Graham or if you continuously let him down on the pitch, you could just get put in the rot in the reserves for a few weeks, couldn't mm. you, Kev? Now. So- they can't yeah. do that anymore because the why players not? are worth so much money. Yeah, but why can't so, you? Well, because of the owners. Because the owners no, will say, no, you're no, depreciating no, no, no. my asset. I'm not having that guy. The owners don't manage the team. And, and this is the issue. Well, in some teams they do. Well, this is the problem, you see. The problem is, when you see the mm. quote that Bob Wilson said, and when you wear that cannon and that, that crest with pride, and you've got that mindset and mm. mentality, whether you're home or away, you're expected to win and you're expected to fight fire with fire. When you don't get that, we as fans all go crazy, don't we? Because we know what it's yeah. like. We know what to expect from our players. Now, if players can't deliver it, what is a coach or a manager to do? He has to be ruthless, but it's how he sets, how he starts off. If he starts off, he's got to read players the right act. He's got to read them the right act from day one. This is what I expect. And if anybody can't deliver, there's the door. It's got to be ruthless. And that's what we need. We need a hard taskmaster to come in and set the standard. And at the moment, we have not had the standard in years to give us a team that we can be proud of that will fight. That's what we want. We want a team, when we're not playing well, we want to be able to fight. And we've lacked that for for years. You spoke uh, very highly of Allegri earlier. You would have no problem with us becoming uh, becoming a defensive-oriented team again? Heavily. It's also defensive. Yeah. Well, I've got no problem. I've got no problem being a defensive team because we've got the weapons to hurt teams on the break. Okay. You know, if if you're not conceding goals, if you're not conceding goals, then you're not losing games. Now, you nick a goal and then it's 1-0 to the Arsenal again. You see, that's what, (laughs) that is what this game's about. When the chips are down, can you dig in and can you nick a goal? If we can do that, we're in business. But with this current team, we, we can't defend anything at the minute. All right, fellas. Hello. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Fine. Now, good. I know this guy. I know this guy. He's done, a, he's done an excellent. This is uh, Dan from the Tapping Football Podcast, aren't you, Dan? Yeah, yeah, from Tapping Football. You can find us on um, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, all of that. Just search. Uh, tapping football and then at tapping football on um, on Twitter as well. Uh, pleasure to to come on the show to speak with um, fellow Gooners and uh, to speak with you as well, uh, Arsenal legend Kevin. Nice to meet you, Dan. Nice to speak to you. Cheers. Go ahead, Dan. Ask, well, uh, their podcast. No, it was just uh, it was interesting. That, yeah, I was leaving a couple of comments on um, on the YouTube. It was interesting to hear you say that you think um, we should play our strongest team. Uh, in the Europa, 
because I like I, I I put it in there that I think I disagree because I feel like you know our squad's quite thin now that we've let we let go of quite a few players so our forward line we've already got Lacazette injured and stuff like that so I think if we get any more injuries we're going to rely on some of these youths to come in so like when best for them to get to get some minutes if not in in the Europa League because if they play we lose I don't think it makes too much of a, a difference but you know, uh, for, for for the Europa League, we'll probably still come out of the group regardless. But if you know, worst worst thing happens, Aubameyang gets injured, Pepe gets injured, something like that, that leaves us quite thin for, for the Premier League. Yeah, but what happens if they get injured on Sunday? It's yeah. the same difference. Well, it, see, <clears throat> for me, Dan, for me, it's we, we ain't playing well enough to be putting kids in and, and resting players. We need to build some momentum. We need a win. That's what we need. We need a win. We could always play the kids later on in the competition when we've wrapped up, when we know we've qualified. We could play them. Mm. But at this present time, if you go to Frankfurt and you lose, we're playing catch-up. But I feel, I feel we can lose that. We can lose that and it won't really make a difference to our season. Well... If you want to lose that, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to lose it. Dan, I hate losing. <laughs> Poor Dan, he comes on, he gets to talk to Kevin. One minute in, he's getting yelled, one minute in, he's getting yelled at by Kevin. Yeah, straight in there. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, do, I do understand what you mean, though, Dan. Oh, shit. If, if we were playing well in the league, if we were, if we'd beaten Watford, yeah, then I would say fair enough. We could rest the guys because yeah. we're up there in the league. But I don't think we're doing well enough. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that need to be addressed in this team that that the actual yeah. first team players need to play. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. it'd be good for like if we go there and we batter them, you know, two, three, four nil. You know, that would probably be better. Yeah, I get, I get, I get your point. I get your point. Dan, I'd take a one nil to the Arsenal. I, <laughs> I would. <laughs> well, if you if you bring this team, you know what? I don't think we've got it in us to oh to win for three or four nil. Um, mm. have we, we, we've not won three or four nil uh, under no Emery, have we? Apart from the Fulham game. Apart from Fulham, that's it. I'm talking about the league. I think we had a. For wins in the Europa League, uh, Bournemouth, um, Bournemouth at home. If I'm, if I Bournemouth, Bournemouth yeah. at home. What? what four, was that? Was four, yeah. five nil, five nil. I think it was at home. I think I was at the game. Yeah. Apart from, yeah, apart from, that, apart from them three games, yeah, it's all been yeah, closed. Yeah. But what? I would. I'd love nothing more than a big something win. That was what we really need. Really need. What's your um, honest opinion about tomorrow? Ryan, what do you think first? Score-wise, what's your prediction score? <laughs> Ryan. Oh, <laughs> All right, I'll go first. I'll go yeah. first. Mine's easy. I don't give a shit. Play the kids. That's, that's my, I don't give a fucking mm. shit. Sick of the Europa oh, League. Mm. Mm. 3-2 Arsenal. 3-2. Actually, no, we'll, no, we'll, 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 we'll go, we'll go, we'll go one better. We'll go 3-0 we'll up and then throw away 3-0 lead. 
<laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Honestly. I would not go on social media <laughs> for a those tactics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we'll win the game. I think we'll win the game. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. Um, depending, I'd like to see Rob holding play. Yeah, and get some minutes. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I'm mm. gonna go. I'm gonna go two-one Arsenal. Yeah. Real quick, real quick before you go, Dan, uh, I'm worried that he's going to play Mustafi tomorrow. Uh, I swear, Unai Emery, Unai Emery does the Unai Emery does the exact opposite of what everybody else wants. So maybe we should be saying, "Don't play holding." Okay, go ahead, Dan. Yeah, no, I think I agree. I agree with that point. I think Mustafi might play, you know, but I reckon he'll probably play it right back. Um, I think yeah. we'll probably have Holding and Chambers yeah, in centre back. Um, and maybe, um, maybe Saka at left back as well, you know. Um, but I, re- I reckon two one as well. Like I think Frankfurt, everyone keeps saying they're a good team, but they sold their their front three from last season in um, Haller, mm. um, uh, Jovic, and and Rebic from last season. So I don't think they're as strong as they were last year. So I think mm. um, I, th- I think we'll, we'll do better to contain them. I reckon Torreira will start as well. So with him in the middle, I think we have a bit more protection for that defence. So I reckon two one. So we agree on that, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not just saying that because you don't want Kevin to yell at you. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Sorry, I'm sorry. I hate losing. <laughs> Kevin, I hate losing. <laughs> Kev, did you ever do your cruciate ligament? No. Never. Um, when you were playing? No, never. Well, obviously, you'll probably come across obviously some um, teammates that have, yeah. I presume. In your, what's, I mean, people are thinking that uh, um, the team holding going to come straight back into it. Don't you think uh, it's going to be a couple of months until it's they're not, properly matched fit or not? It's not, and it might, it might take them three, four, five months feel really comfortable you know it's, it's not going to be easy See, because they, they're out they've been out a long time mm. you know it's been a long time out mm. of and you know the funny thing is that the body and the mind has to has to be one and when you're not you've not been involved in it yeah. too much wait saying that are they going to be performing any worse than our guys are at the minute probably not Probably not. Well, it's and not that, is it? It's are. about um, it's, well, Tierney didn't have that injury anyway. It's different for him. But yeah, when you have a cruciate ligament, what I've heard, what I've heard from previous um, interviews with players that have come back from that sort of injury, they're they're slightly concerned to twist and turn in in a match situation. It's different when you're training and playing for the under twenty threes because the manager can easily tell the opposition to be a bit go a bit easier on them, but. When you're actually in the match situation, the players are slightly concerned about whether they're going to be a 50-50 challenge or not and twist and turn the way they used to because they're worried about it stopping again. So yeah. it's mental as well as, as physical, isn't it? Yeah, the thing that happens in, in when you're playing games, everything has to flow seamlessly because you're always constantly on the lookout for, for mm. whatever. 
whether it's you have to be on the front foot or you have to worry about a, a striker or midfielder or bounce of a ball, somebody running off the back of you, you're trying to help your teammate. All this has to happen, all in clockwork, unison, seamless. And that's where sometimes you see players make a move and then they'll just collapse with under no challenge because the body and the, and, and the, and the mind isn't working as one. So that connection has to re- mm. reignite. And I just hope the likes of Bellerine and Holden get the time to integrate, reintegrate mm. back into the squad because we need them desperately, but we don't need them injured again. Yeah, and the thing is, with, I'm a bit worried about Bellerin as well because he's someone yeah. that relies on his pace so much. So like, mm. I'm a little bit worried about how that might affect him. You know, just getting up and down the up and down the pitch. Yeah. Hmm. So Josh Kroenke says they're going to be active in January. If you if they can only fix one position, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, January usually not much happens. But Kroenke, not good enough, man. One yeah, position but, ain't good enough for us. I understand, but Kevin, you know in January, not much gets done. But Josh Kroenke doubled down on the transfer window that we just had and said, we're not done. We're going to do something in January, too. What's the one position, Kevin, that uh, if you can only pick one, that you would uh, get somebody in January? Center back. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Hands down. Desperately. Desperately. Definitely. Hey, we all agree. Oh no, Andrew, you didn't. You didn't weigh in. Listen, no, I, I need to. Say... Oh yeah, no, I, I definitely agree, one hundred percent. But I want, I want happy. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Guna Glenn, uh, Emery said Urzil needs us. When did, that, did he? When did he say that? I mean, that that virtually tops the fact that he said. That was too hot. A Spanish bloke. <laughs> yes. Is that, is that so true? To the Did he say that Urs will need to rest? Yes. No. Yeah. He... Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go on, go on, go on. No, I'm just going to... I just... Andrew, yes, that's true. He took, he took Caballos off because it was too hot. The man that comes from a league where it's always fucking hot. Oh, I mean... <laughs> I know that, but did he say about? Yeah, apparently he said that yeah. today. Yeah, when he released, when it came out about the squad that's flying out, obviously yeah. uh, Socrates oh and Urzel being dropped, and that's when he said, "Yeah, he, he needs a vest." The guy that's played what <laughs> one game out of five. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it's obvious he don't fence. Yeah, I fucking Again, why don't you sell him then? I, I thought was, honestly, he couldn't sell him. He's on too much money. No, Do you reckon oh, it's, the, um, it's the um, it's the security issue though, because he's not. I don't think he's, right, he's come be- away from home either as well. Okay, if it's a security yeah. issue, that's fine. But Ozil got plenty of rest while he was playing in the second half against Watford, so I don't buy that. <laughs> the fucking guy didn't do anything. <laughs> no, he slipped over once. This is a this went, is a top you, goal, you, Andrew. You, you, you went to run. <laughs> top goal, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear! Don't get but, me started on Ozil. Well, I defended he, him right up until Baku. I've I've, I've got a question for you for you guys. Well, um, you, do you think do you think Emery will well, last the season? <laughs> Can I go first? Listen, I'm going to have to go, but I'm going to go first on this. Yeah. Dan, 
if it was me, I I don't think he's going to last the season. In fact, I said to the guys just before, I think Unai Emery, the writing's on the wall for the next eight games. If this team don't improve and results don't improve, I think it's a, there's going to be a change. Mm. That's just mm. my opinion. I really yeah. do. Because the team are, are not improving, especially without the ball. Mm. I think less. I think uh, yeah. if we go to make a trade, if it needs to be before January, obviously for the window, but also because he needs those four or five months until the end of the season to have a head start for next season as well. That's really important for me. Mm. Do I think he's going to last? I don't know. Uh, you know, we don't have Italian managers like Watford, and I'm not making a joke. They, they, there's a very big sample that shows, you know, Watford and the other teams they own changing managers works. But uh, I want Emery to stay for the year. I have no idea what fucking Josh Kroenke's thinking. <laughs> um, I think if things don't change between now and May night, uh, May night away game, if things don't change, I think he'll be gone after that. Do you reckon oh, that could go. be the decisive game, Ryan? Man What's that? Away. Do you reckon Man that could be the decisive game? Yeah, if things don't change, yeah. Mm. Oh my God, the longer, so. you're, the longer you're on, Kevin, the yeah, less time you're giving Unai. Now you're only giving him till Manchester United. No, I'm, I'm asking Ryan the question, remember? Oh, okay. That's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Think, that's what I'm saying. I think if things don't change between now and May United away, it'll be the day after he'll be gone. Fair enough. Andrew, you're on a tough call here, man. (laughs) (laughs) These guys are ruthless. I like it. You give Unai Emery eight games and we're ruthless? (laughs) No. Ryan's only giving three. (laughs) Listen. Hey, listen. I have high standards. I've given... Well, not only would I give him only eight games I'd also give him a big fat wedgie as well <laughs> Dan I want to go down to you and throw your question at you what yeah. would you do um yeah I think I think it's I think you're right because basically uh listening to like the Arsenal Vision podcast and stuff they've got their um project uh 36 or whatever it's like 12 games in the league where they think we need to get the maximum points it's like the easiest mm. running that we have so it's like we started that with a bad result against Watford. So, you know, I'm not hopeful for like the, the Leicesters, the United's away when they when 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 that comes up. So yeah, I think I think that eight game stretch is right. So like if we don't maximize points out of them, because we're playing basically cannon fodder in the league, like bottom ten opposition, you know, teams you need to be picking up three points against if you want to get that top four. So if if results don't improve, yeah, I reckon you'll go before Christmas. Okay. Mm. But I'll they're definitely mm. Mm. Kevin any, any parting words you, Kevin I know you said you, you had to go um, obviously... ask you one last question Kevin yeah go on do you know do you know what your uh, thigh circumference is no <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> What? <laughs> your, your thighs. Your, you know, I remember. I remember oh, thinking when, we, when I was watching you at Highbury, you're the biggest thighs ever. You're so muscly. 
And you, I thought your thighs were bigger, bigger than my chest. <laughs> they probably were, by the way. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know this is what I signed up for. You know? <laughs> oh, jeez. No, but I don't know the size now. The biggest no. thighs I ever. The biggest thighs I, I ever I, I heard of. In, oh, go ahead. Is that a no, free stream, okay, Kevin? So, oh, there he is. Uh, I really hope we can have you on again because I want to go through your career. I really want to go talk, talk more about your career. That'd be uh, really interesting for me. And okay. uh, if you could come back on again in the future, that'd be fantastic. But thanks ever so much for coming on. It's been a no, pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. And I look forward to coming up with you guys again in the near future. Thank you, Lovely. Kevin. Nice Thank to meet you, Kevin. Kevin. Cheers, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thank you. Cheers. So, Andrew, real quick. Because of your odd thighs question, it, it made me think the biggest thighs I ever heard of in sports were in the American NFL. No, I'm being serious because I'm being serious. In the American NFL, it was a running back named Earl Campbell. His thighs were 34 inches, the same as what, what my waist used to be back in the day. So anyway, I don't know why yeah. that popped in my head. Well, I remember... Roberto Carlos had massive thighs as well. Mm. Yeah. Hey, okay, we can move on. My wife has massive thighs too, so just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, she's not watching this. So I would be so fucked right now. <laughs> what is there, like a 10-second delay between me and you, Andrew? <laughs> Yeah, I'm struggling. I'm sorry, I'm still oh, There's a massive delay. So, <laughs> listen, Dad. What what oh, uh, topic would you uh, think that you've seen on Twitter recently? Do you want to just so much going around? What what catches your eye recently? Have you guys spoken about Nicholas Pepe today? Only that a lot of people are starting to have doubts about him. And Kevin um, said that, no, he has complete confidence that he's going to come around. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought, I thought the criticism of him has is, is been so harsh um, <clears throat> recently. It's what? It's, it's, he's had no preseason. It's been his third start, you know, mm. uh, and, and that tough place, first two are tough places to go as well. So I was like, I, don't, I didn't really understand why he's getting such um, staunch criticism. Like, I get, I get it's a... Uh, it's a high price tag, but he doesn't control that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was quite harsh. Yeah, it, it, it makes me crazy. We're, we're as a fan base, we're so reactionary sometimes. Mm. And going going into the Watford game, gentlemen, Pepe led us in completed dribbles and passes into the box, and mm. he didn't even play every fucking game. So mm. I don't mm. I don't understand the reactionary uh, basis sometimes, but mm. that's just me. And then, uh, yeah, add to add to that point as well. Um, have you seen the the? This is more probably for, like football Twitter in general. Um, you're seeing uh, the fact that Andrew Robertson's had to deactivate his Twitter account because of all the yeah. abuse he was I getting from, uh, from 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 giving penalty. No, I didn't see that. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely abuse. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Fan, it's like nowadays, like a, a footballer well, not allowed to make, a, it, make an error without 
getting abused from left, right, and center. Hmm. Yeah, it's just as far as I'm concerned, it's the times that we live in. You know, there's just anybody with a keyboard or a phone can, with a stupid opinion, can get it heard. So it's I don't. There's no solution to that. There's a bunch of different solutions for racism, and please don't turn this into a racism show unless you want to, Andrew. But uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, there's just no getting oh, around it. It's the times no, we live in. Enough, is it? It's just the times we live in. It's um, the worst I've ever seen was um, on Twitter. And I'm not going to go into it because, you know, it's a yeah, whole please. show on its own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's, um, yeah it, it just makes me sick. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Anyway, but it's been... Um, I can't go anywhere else apart from this, this Watford game because it's just probably... Just as bad as the as the running for me last last year and um, last season. Sorry, I felt so at the end of last year, and I've been an Arsenal fan since nineteen eighty, and I don't think I've ever felt as bad with the way the season panned out. And this uh, Watford game was just as bad for me because it just shows me that Emery hasn't improved the team at all. In fact, we've gone backwards. Now, you mentioned earlier, Dan, about the Arsenal Vision podcast, and uh, I'm a patron of that podcast, and they did a show today, uh, the Doomcast for patrons. And, <laughs> I mean, I, love, I really like that. Um, he spoke an awful lot of sense, but they had the stats, reeled out the stats about the team at the moment and how we've gone backwards in everything. And we're at the top of regards to everything that's bad bottom of the league with regards to everything that we should be doing well and there's not much good news coming out of it because of his inability to really change the game during matches at the moment uh, his inability to be able to see what's going wrong in place and just the, the, the jacker comments were after the game absolutely me. And the fact that he is being almost in is a, beyond a joke, as far as I'm concerned. So I don't know where we go from here. I mean, Ryan, what uh, what thing is the most logical step? I mean, can do you think or, seriously that Emery can make any difference to this team moving forward as the way things are? As it stands, if he doesn't, if he, if he sticks to being. Like, don't like to say, but Wenger like and be stubborn and set in his ways, then no, I can't see anything change. I can't see him get going anywhere positive for this. He's only going to get worse. As far as Xhaka being captain, and I know that I'm in the minority, and I know this might be a cultural thing because only Pep does it at Manchester City. I say let the players select the captains. I know that sounds like craziness to you guys. But th- I think that would be the solution. Because if, if Emery picks Xhaka after mm. saying, oh, we were so scared against Watford, fuck you. You're not my captain. I don't want to share well, a foxhole with you. Did you st- I don't know if you guys saw, there was a clip of the first the, the first goal that Watford got back into the game. Where Xhaka's saying, don't play it out, lump it forward. And they've looked at him and looked down and, and did what they did. And obviously they got- so they don't even respect, the, respect him as a captain. So in their eyes, as far no. as they're concerned, just, but yeah, as you said, Glenn, do what Pep's done in Man City, let the players decide who they want. 
as a captain and vice captain and be done with it. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, I think I think I, I agree. I agree with you guys. Um, to be honest, to be honest, and I think it it basically just shows the state of our squad at the moment. Really, that he is seen as the best candidate to be to be captain. Like you know, people said in the summer maybe put Socrates as captain, stuff like that. And it's like you look at what Socrates is doing on the on the pitch as well. He's not a leader either. So I don't know. I, I think I'd probably go with Lacazette as my as mm. my captain because it's like. He, he's one of the only ones that leads by example, you know. I don't think he's very vocal or anything like that, but, you know, when he puts on a shirt, he's giving you 100% effort every time, you know. Because I think since Vieira, it's basically just gone to the best player at the club, you know. Like, it was Henri yeah. and Fabregas and Van Persie and stuff like that. So, it's like, you know, I don't see why we don't just do that again. Exactly. No, I agree. Well, you get to see him, obviously, but Kieran Tierney would be the ideal one for me from what he did at um, at Celtic, and he's been the, the captain of that club since the A, I believe. I think I'm correct in saying that. And looking at how he's integrating within the squad, he can always... Um, the only ones I can see are... That, and this it ain't going to happen because he's a... Tobias is a attitude for pitch he would have been a good choice but he ain't an Arsenal player as such so we are really limited and that's such a sad indictment of the of the squad like you said Dan in that it, it we haven't got those types of players who can really sort of um, pr- during the game actually have word with his teammates and just get them to sort it out because what Socrates did the other day is nothing to do with tactics or formation. That is pure, unadulterated stupidity. No matter what formation we're playing, he still played that ball, right? And that that type of thing just can't go on on the pitch. And punished by the manager as well because, like his mistakes, Jacques's mistake. Well, there's no repercussions, and that's going back to the days of. Uh, of Benga, you're not having to battle for your place in this team. Mm. Yeah. I like if I like to play the next ca- game oh. when they're in when they're playing a match. I like Locke as a captain, and uh, I wouldn't rule out Leno as a captain. I think I think Leno would be a good captain, also. Mm. Yeah, it's just like mm. just just reinforce that point. Like we've all we've all almost said different names. Like you know, so it's just it just shows like the state of our of our squad like there's so many different candidates like you go to twitter as well like, like people say bellerin should be captain people say holden should be captain you know what i mean so it just means like there's no clear standout leaders in that in that team oh, i don't know about bellerin if if there was the you know well, if it had anything to... is when uh, Yeah, well, captain is a leader, you know. Bellerin, let him come back and play for a while before you give him the captaincy, you know. Right, right now he's only the captain of fashion, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love watching Andrew yeah, laugh ten time seconds time. after um, I make a joke. I'm struggling, guys. So I'm going <laughs> to because my. <laughs> I don't know why, but my my um, internet is usually really, really far. I, I seem to be 
so far behind you guys and it's, it's making it really difficult to uh, communicate so thank you it's all that food so much for everyone background, mate. I, can, can i just uh, ask dan dan when, dan, when you know. were mentioning your podcast i was trying to scribble it in and all i got was tap in what was the rest of, of oh, the name uh, yeah tap in tap in football tap, tap in football okay yeah thank you and thank you for coming on dan yeah for sure I can, and Honestly, uh, I recommend these um, podcasts highly. I've, uh, the guys, their analysis uh, is second to none. Their knowledge of the game is second to none, and they do it in a great way. Uh, so subscribe to that and uh, give it a listen because it's, it's a really, really good. Uh, obviously, Ryan as well. Please yes, subscribe to Ryan if you're not already. Ryan, um, Mr. Arkham podcast. That's a top, top. And um, please, obviously, subscribe to this channel. That would be amazing. I want to get to thank you the first magical milestone of 100 subscribers. So please uh, share it, like it, and uh, watch next week because we're always going to have some great games. You've been uh, fantastic. Come on again Cheers, in the future. On, and... Glenn, as always, you've been amazing. Oh, Top lad. Really fantastic again. Thanks ever so much for coming on. So, Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Say, I am struggling with my internet connection. Thank you. And please yes. tune in again next guys. week. Take it easy, boys. Bye. Take it easy.